1: This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside the life, work, and loss of actor Michael K. Williams, the five-time Emmy nominee who starred on The Wire and Boardwalk Empire, has died unexpectedly at the age of 54. Plus, all about Cardi B and Offset's new baby boy, and a wild new update in the Murdoch family murder mystery. It's September 7th. Welcome back to People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Tuesday. Short week ahead, you guys. Well, I spent the holidays still trying to get settled after my big move recently, but I did pop my head out of the boxes to see a few major headlines that bubbled up, and I will start with the happiest of them all. Rapper Cardi B is a mom all over again. The 28-year-old star and her husband, Migos rapper Offset, who's 29, took to social media to reveal that they welcomed their second child together, a baby baby. baby boy, born on September 4th, which, fun fact, also happened to be Beyonce's birthday. Queen B turned 40 this weekend, y'all. But back to Cardi B and her bun that is fully baked and out of that oven, she made the announcement on Instagram with a picture of her and Offset and the new little one, all cozy under a huge Louis Vuitton Blanket, as you do. (laughs) And baby now joins their three year old daughter, Culture, and also offsets three other children from previous relationships. Congrats to them and praying for mom to have a speedy recovery and to tell us all about it as she is wont to do. (laughs) All right. Now, making the sharp turn from happy baby news to a mind boggling mystery, there is a wild new update in the case of the South Carolina Murdoch family murders. You may remember we covered this story last month. A woman and her son were found murdered on the grounds of their family's hunting lodge. Their deaths were just two of a string of mysterious deaths surrounding their very wealthy family. And over the weekend, we found out that Alex Murdaugh, the patriarch of that family, was shot in the head. Luckily, it was just a superficial injury. But what? The chaos surrounding this family is endless. Here to help us unpack this latest news is People editor Steve Helling. Hey, Steve. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is crazy. So so we went deep into this a while back. A very wealthy family from a small town, mixed reviews on them when it comes to how they were viewed in their community. And when we left off, Alex Murdaugh, the dad, was the one who found his wife
0: and son murdered at their lodge, right? Right, exactly. So you have to figure Alex Murdaugh, who was a very well-known attorney found his wife and son who'd both been shot execution style about three months ago. So that's kind of where the story begins and what we learned about the family. Yeah. And now there was an attempt on his life. So what happened? He called 911 and said that he'd been shot in the head and he was rushed to the hospital. He's expected to survive his wound. It was a superficial wound. We don't know if somebody shot him or if he shot himself.
1: Is there anything else in that 911 call that we may have heard of or, or got leaked out that did he
0: see anything? Like No, you, that's the weird thing is that no, we don't have any description of an assailant. We don't have any idea. He was changing his tire and then he got shot in the head. Oh, wow. Certainly sounds like somebody came up to, to, to shoot him, but you know he hasn't described anybody. He hasn't even said that there was somebody else. And so the question is whether he shot himself or whether somebody shot at him goodness. And so, I mean,
1: my mind is going in so many directions. Like you said, was he going through so much with the loss of his family that this was something that he did? Or was it someone who was trying to finish the job because he wasn't there in the lodge with his wife and his son? I mean, or is this completely like a a setup and he wants to kind of like clear his name and show like, Hey, like they're attacking
0: me too. I am. just Every single one of those scenarios has run through my head in the last couple of days. And you know, the the other thing about it is that on top of it all, he um, was pushed out of his law firm last week as well, because um, more than a million dollars has been missing and his law partners confronted him um, and he resigned after that confrontation. Uh, and now he has uh, said that he is going into treatment for substance abuse.
1: What isn't going on with the Murdoch family? I, I, I think that's the biggest mystery. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like an episode of Dynasty. It really is. You know, we're talking about this really rich family that has so much dysfunction involved with it. And now we're dealing with the patriarch of the family who, you know, his future is really uncertain on many levels. You know, his wife and his son are dead. He's not working at the law firm. He's worked at for most of his career. And he's being branded as somebody who may have misappropriated money. So, Meanwhile, he's,
1: he's, he's in the hospital from a gunshot wound. Oh, my God. Steve, thank you so much for taking us into this. I, I My head is just going to keep spinning on this one. Okay, now on to some very sad news coming out of Hollywood. I know you've all seen this. Actor Michael K. Williams, a five-time Emmy nominee who was known and loved for his roles on The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, and most recently, a fan favorite on HBO's Lovecraft Country, died yesterday at age 54. He was found by his nephew inside his Brooklyn penthouse apartment in a statement confirmed his death, the star's representative Mariana Shafrin wrote that his family is in the midst of, quote, deep sorrow and that this is an insurmountable loss. It's so incredibly heartbreaking. And, and joining me now to dig into his life and legacy and what happened is journalist Lola Ogunake, who actually interviewed him for people's show Couchsurfing a couple years ago. Hey, Lola, how are you doing? I'm okay. Devastated by this loss, as many people are across the world. Let's talk about, you know, who he was. He's touched the lives of so many people, both on screen and off. I remember uh, President Obama, former President Obama saying Omar
0: was his favorite character. I'm a huge fan of The Wire. I think it's one of the uh, greatest, uh, not just television shows, but pieces of art uh, uh, in the last uh, couple of decades. Omar's, by the way, my favorite character.
1: I mean, just take me into some of the things that are being said online and and in social media. I'm seeing so many clips and, and things like that. And uh, you just get this feel that he was just one of those kind of otherworldly stars that just, he, he had a depth to him. You could see it in his performances. But but what are you hearing from people who knew him?
2: I don't think anyone who's worked with Michael has anything negative to say about him. In fact, I, I think words escape people. I think words are not enough to just capture how brilliant a human and an actor he was. And one of the things that stuck out to me is that people spoke about not only his, his ability as an actor, but also his commitment to making the world a better place. He was a huge humanitarian. He was also very active in the criminal yes. justice reform. Movement. Yes. Um, and he used his platform to One, to speak out against the, to speak for the need for criminal justice reform and to speak out, to speak on behalf of the people that he encountered in his neighborhoods growing up in Brooklyn, the forgotten people, the young black boys and young black women who may not have had a voice. He saw his, he saw himself as a true avatar for them and he used Mm. this platform to speak on their behalf, to speak up for their need for, for justice in this world and He was committed to being more than just an actor. He was committed to using the platform that being a celebrity had given him to advance the cause of Black people and marginalized people across the world.
1: Next up, more with Lola Oganake on what is believed to have happened to actor Michael K. Williams and his former co-star on The Wire, Benga Akinabe stops by to share his memories. Stick around. I am back now with journalist Lola Ogunake discussing the death of Michael K. Williams. So Lola, let's get into what is presumed to have happened to him. There are reports that this is being investigated as a possible drug overdose. And in the past, Michael has been open about his struggles with drug dependency. He told the New York Times in 2017 that even though he had treatment for his addiction, he relapsed multiple times. He said, quote, addiction doesn't go away. It's an everyday struggle for me, but I'm fighting. So do we know? anything more now about his cause of death and, and what could have happened? Well, I think Michael
2: was very clear and open about the fact that he struggled throughout the years. And he didn't really owe that to any of us. You know, He could have been private about that journey. Yeah. Again, I think that speaks to who he was as a human being. He was fallible. He wasn't perfect. Um, and he wanted the world to know that you too could be a person who thrived and excelled in your life and still have challenges. And he was yeah. quite clear about the fact that he was Again, not a perfect human being, but those flaws are what made him special. And it's actually what made him relatable to people. I think it's important that we know that even though he was a flawed human being, he was someone that woke up every day and fought the good fight and brought nothing but light to the world.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of light and joy, you guys had such a good time. Um, Take me into what it was like to sit down with him and interview him.
2: He was just this bundle of energy that came to set always happy and joyful and grateful and generous and interviewing him was such a joy i mean this is going to sound (laughs) i'm laughing at the memory but we came up with this song called melanin magic because we were both dark-skinned black people and we just started singing melanin and magic and melanin and magic (laughs) i I love love it. it I know it's it's a fantastic song, and so whenever we would see <laughs> each other on the red carpet, anywhere, be it the Oscars, the Emmys, the SAG Awards, we would have a melanin and magic moment.
1: Got that melanin, that magic. magic, melanin, magic. magic.
2: And to me, he will always be the definition of magic. Oh,
1: I love that memory. Thank you for sharing that, Lola. And and before I lose you, for those who are you know coming to this unaware um you know learning about him learning about his life just now like what would you say is your your um go-to like make sure you of course the wire but is there anything else that you're like you you got to see him in this performance this will give you a good understanding of just his talent i
2: think of course you have to watch him in the wire omar is one of the most important characters in television history i know you've been busy I am some talk from them young men you rousted over there on the West Side. And his performance was Emmy-worthy, Oscar-worthy even. I mean, it was a television series, but it was deserving of all of the awards.
1: Well, Lola, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate all of your insight on this. And now, guys... I have Benga Akinabe on with me, who starred alongside Michael K. Williams on The Wire. He portrayed Chris Partlow, who was one of the main enforcers in the show's Stanfield organization. He is among the many friends and colleagues who are just reeling right now. So Benga, thanks so much for taking a few moments to be on with me now. I know this is a tough time.
3: Thank you for, um, for asking me and talking about Michael
1: it's heartbreaking. Um, news broke, of course, that he passed and, and you worked with him on the widely popular drama, The Wire. Um, just take me into your memories of him and, and your time on set.
3: Yeah, he was just a huge, genuine heart, a bleeding heart. And then he was easy to love. Um, he, just, he believed in helping others and helping others help themselves. He was like, we, he was constantly talking about, you know, different nonprofits. He was, he was trying to support, start uh, different folks. He was, he was helping to, you know, shelter. He was doing, he was always doing things for other people.
1: Yeah. I keep hearing that today. As I talk to more people, he was doing the work. We know him on screen and we know he was just so talented, but behind all of that, he just had this Huge bleeding heart, but uh, the wire—it it was kind of more than a TV show. Like you bring up this wire family, and whenever you interview anyone from that, they they talk about that that connection. Um, how how are you doing? And, and and what is it like for the people who were close to him in in that setting? Like as this news comes out today, did you did you find out with the rest of us?
3: I found out yesterday, and uh, I'm, honestly, I'm still I'm still in shock, but it's it's also. We, also, if you knew Michael, you know and loved him, you knew that this, you know, it was a possibility. I mean, I'm not sure why he passed away yet. We knew that he struggled with addiction. And it, addiction is such a beast. It's such a beast, and uh, you know, it, it affects people of different socioeconomic backgrounds, different, different, it's just different races and so on. So it's it's just yeah, and it, and it hurt to see him because he fought. It hurt to see him fight so hard against this thing. He's such a good dude and he was able to give so much given how much energy was going towards this fight. Imagine what he could do if he hadn't, if he wasn't suffering from addiction. Yeah. So we went through something like beautiful and difficult, which was the making of that show, um, together, you know, when nobody was paying attention to it, like we made that show and showed up when, nobody, when it wasn't Yeah. when it wasn't like, like when no one was paying attention and, and we did it for us. We did it for Baltimore, we did it for the stories we were trying to tell. Um, so just that bonded us. And Michael got that.
1: Wow. Well, I mean, just lastly, what what is something that that you either gleaned from him or that you feel like people should know about Michael? A man's
3: lived so many lives. I mean, I, I'm more sad for us than him, because he had such a full, you know, beautiful life. I mean, there were ups and downs, definitely. But like that, that man, he tasted life, you know, and and I respected that night. And I, I learned from that. And he, there, was, there wasn't anything that he felt like he couldn't try or do. I and mean, he was—he was game to just like to seize it. And so, so I mean, this is more a, a loss for us than than him. He—he he had a beautiful life.
1: That was actor Benga Akina For more on the loss of actor Michael K. Williams, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. Today is the first day of Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and actor Mandy Patinkin is warming our hearts with his celebration. The Homeland and Princess Bride actor, who is Jewish, needed to travel this past Sunday, but he made sure to leave his dog, Becky, a voice memo to listen to before she eats every day while he's gone. Take a listen. Is this what your father does every day? So that is Mandy's son, Gideon, playing the voice memo for Becky. And the prayers he left in it were the Shema, an important Jewish prayer, the Mishé Barak, a prayer for healing for those who are sick, and the Motzi, a blessing for bread. So cute. To Becky and everyone out there celebrating Rosh Hashanah, have a wonderful new year. And I will talk to you all tomorrow.